This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Christian Perspective on the News. It's a Friday. Welcome to Dr. Peter Hammond, the founder of Frontline Fellowship, the Reformation Society, Africa Christian Action, and the William Carey Bible Institute. It's a chilly morning, and he's with us. Here he is. Dr. Hammond, good morning. Good morning, Brad. And yesterday I was part of a press conference held by the Cape Independence Advocacy Group, CIAG, on the polling results uh, of an extensive polling result uh, of seeing how many Western Cape voters now support a referendum for Cape Independence. Hmm. And maybe some of the listeners have not been aware that there's been an increasingly growing movement with many organizations advocating that the economic, social, and other solution to our problems in the Western Cape is secession and independence. And of It's an intriguing thing. Cape Independence Advocacy Group did a survey last year, uh, 2020, and um, they found that uh, a very high percentage uh, of the Cape population, 47% at that time, supported Cape Independence. Hmm. Well, that has grown to over 58% uh, in the last 12 months, and they gave a whole lot of interesting breakdowns and demographics on that, and the press conference included a series of very intriguing uh, details about how support for Western Cape Independence has grown by 35% in the, last, uh, in the last 12 months, how now a clear majority support independence in the Western Cape. There were a number of questions on the poll, which was done by a professional polling group at, at quite an expense, actually, and found that 89% of voters in the Western Cape feel that South Africa is going in the wrong direction, 89%. 76% feel that provincial government should be given more power, such as provincial police force, provincial control of electricity, provincial control mm. over uh, the water, provincial control over um, uh, railways, and many other things. 73% believe that the Western Cape is run better than the rest of South Africa, and the numbers certainly seem to support that. But, of course, many people, and a uh, very high percentage, believe that the quality of life will improve for all, in independent uh, Western Cape. Now, uh, in the light of Brexit, uh, with Britain breaking away from the EU, and uh, the fact that Namibia, for example, which broke away from South Africa in 1990, is doing better than we are here, and the Western Cape's population is much larger than that of Namibia, and uh, a lot of the economic assets are too. So I've had people saying to me, well, um, you know, what does the Bible say on this? Well, bear in mind that Israel grew out of secession from Egypt, and uh, we all know the word, let my people go, which was the rallying cry, Moses and Aaron going to Pharaoh, let my people go that they may serve me. Mm. And uh, it's also intriguing that uh, aside from Exodus, which is all built around the secession of Israel from Egypt, uh, but uh, the ten northern tribes of Israel seceded uh, from Judah and Benjamin, in 1 Kings 12, we read about this, that after the United Kingdom under King Saul, King David and King Solomon, the United Kingdom was divided when Solomon's foolish son, Rehoboam, dismissed the wise counsel of the elders who had stood before his father and who chose to rather irresponsibly increase the taxes and threaten his population uh, with subjects with heavier and greater and more burdensome and oppressive laws than they'd ever experienced before. 
And as a result, in 1 Kings 12:16, we read the famous words, To your tents, O Israel, now see to own house of David, and Israel departed to the tent. Hmm. And so Israel, that's the northern ten tribes, were in rebellion against uh, Judah. And so the United Kingdom of Israel was split into Judah and into uh, the northern kingdoms of Israel. And when King Rehoboam assembled 180,000 warriors to fight against the house of Israel to restore the United Kingdom, God stopped them, declaring that this secession was of him. Yeah. Now the word of the Lord came and said, that let every man return to his house, for this thing is from me. And they obeyed the word of the Lord, turned back according to the word of the Lord. They didn't go to civil war over it. And all authority is limited authority. All authority is delegated authority. All authority is accountable. Our Lord Jesus said to Pontius Pilate, you would have no power at all against me unless it had been given to you from above. John 19, verse 11. So all authority is delegated by God, limited and answerable to God. And there's many teachings in the scripture concerning how government is to operate. Our Lord Jesus said, the kings of the Gentiles, mm. they exercise lordship over them, and those who exercise authority of them are called benefactors. But not so amongst you. On the contrary, he who is greatest among you, let him be as the younger. He governs as the one who serves. And so the whole concept of the biblical leader is one of a servant leader. And Lex before the Reformation, the general view of government was summarized in the Latin phrase of Rex, Lex. Rex, the king, Lex, the law. The king is the law. Mm. The king is above the law. The king's word is law. But the Reformation inverted this Latin phrase to Lex Rex. The law is king. The king is under the law. And the many principles throughout history that have shown the doctrine of the lesser magistrate, where if central government is in rebellion to Almighty God, then the provincial governors, the mayors, the magistrates may and must resist uh, this tyranny in central government. And just as a people owe allegiance to the ruler, the ruler owes allegiance to the king of kings. Mm. And if the ruler is in rebellion to the king of kings, then the lesser magistrates are duty-bound in order to resist that and to enforce biblical principles in their own areas. And so this is the um, interesting part of history. A vast amount of countries in the world today, uh, some of the most successful countries in the world today, are a result of secession. And just think of Switzerland, which seceded from Austria. Uh, the Netherlands, which seceded from Spain. Netherlands was actually a, a colony of Spain until 1568, when Prince William of Orange led the secession movement. Belgium later seceded from the Netherlands in 1830. Texas seceded from Mexico in 1836, Nicaragua seceded from Guatemala. Norway seceded from Sweden in 1905, not that long ago. Finland seceded from Russia in 1917. The Republic of Ireland seceded from Great Britain in 1922. Pakistan seceded from India in 1947. And Taiwan, Republic of China, seceded from Red China in 1949. Singapore seceded from Malaysia in 1965 and turned a very unpromising island swamp it's one of the most potent economic powers in, in all of Asia. Bangladesh seceded from Pakistan in 1970. Namibia seceded from South Africa in 1990. And I've been eyewitness to a number of successful secession movements during my ministry in Eastern Europe. I've seen Croatia and Slovenia secede from Yugoslavia in 1991. Eritrea secede from Ethiopia in 1991. 
Slovakia to see from Czechoslovakia in 1993. It was called the Velvet Divorce because it was hmm. done so peacefully. Uh, Latvia, Lithuania, and Estonia, the Baltic state, seceded from Russia in 1991. And uh, East Timor from Indonesia in 2002. I was majorly part of the secession movement of South Sudan, uh, where South Sudan seceded from Sudan in 2011. And uh, in fact, I was advocating it before even the leaders were, and uh, I remember arguing with Commander Silvertier uh, and uh, with the Colonel John Garang back uh, in the 1990s that mm. they needed to be campaigning not just for autonomy but for independence because there would always be a black Christian minority persecuted in an Arab Muslim majority country unless they redrew the map where they are the majority, which, uh, in fact, um, they are now. And so South Sudan... Interestingly enough, the man who was arguing with me that it was a good idea but it wasn't possible is today President of South Sudan, Commander Silvertier. Um, uh, within 10 years of our discussions on this, uh, he was sworn in as mm. the first president of South Sudan. South Sudan has just celebrated 10 years of independence. So the scripture is clear with the spirit of the Lord is there is freedom. And uh, there are provisions in the South African Constitution, in the African Union Constitution and the United Nations Constitution, also in the Bill of Rights, uh, of self-determination. And uh, we've seen in recent years a secession movement in Scotland and in uh, Quebec and Canada where they've even been having a referendum as to whether they would want uh, independence or not. And so the, uh, you can see the whole trend towards decentralization is out there. And uh, it's intriguing for us as uh, Christians to be in this critical time and place. Uh, there are many reasons why, with chaos in much of the rest of the country and the failure of government and a failed state in many different ways, that many are looking and saying, uh, you know, we either go down with the SA Titanic or we launch out in a free and independent Cape of Good Hope. I personally think that uh, decentralization uh, is biblical and uh, Secession was always a good idea, um, but right now it's probably a matter of survival. So there are many who are working and praying for a free and independent Cape of Good Hope. There is a website, capeofgoodhope.africa, hmm. uh, which is uh, putting links to all the different independence movements and uh, the biblical grounds for secession, secessions in the Bible and history, eyewitness to successful secession movements, how one can reclaim one's municipalities for Christ, and many other things. So you can find the Cape of Good Hope Facebook page and capeofgoodhope.africa website. Yeah. And if anyone's interested in this, I think they will find this new polling data from the Cape Independence Action Group fascinating. And it's a topic many are discussing. One of the independence groups alone, Cape Exit, has grown to 800,000 supporters in just the matter of the last two years, which is an extraordinary uh, amount of support, considering there's no big businesses backing this. There's no uh, funders. This is just uh, ordinary people like you and I who are trying to find a creative solution to the crisis that confronts us. So let's be praying and seeking wisdom from God, but uh, with the Spirit of the Lord, there is freedom. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.